Welcome to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined, and dedicated to silencing the chatter about what women should and shouldn't be doing as they age. Here to bring you stories about women in their 70s, 80s, and 90s, women who are leading inspiring lives that make a difference to themselves and others, are Catherine Marino and Gail Zalitsky. Hello, I'm Catherine. And I'm Gail. We are delighted to welcome you to today's episode of Women Over 70. Now, as you know by now, our signature is featuring women in their 70s, 80s, and 90s who are leading lives that illustrate inspiring ways to continue to learn, contribute, and make a difference as we age. The 30-minute conversation with our guest is not scripted or rehearsed, although we will focus on several themes that we've agreed upon in advance. So today we are thrilled to shine the spotlight on Rita Ricks, whose stories, wisdom, and wit we know will prompt all of us to reimagine aging. Rita began her career 30 years ago as a middle school teacher. I know from experience that she has been teaching ever since. As a spiritual coach, business coach, inspirational speaker, workshop facilitator, author, and award-winning entrepreneur, her straightforward approach moves people from confusion to clarity. During her training as a minister of spiritual direction, Rita learned to listen in the silence. She loves to swing dance, smooth jazz, groom her two granddaughters to be all they can be. And these are the themes that we will explore with Rita how life experience informs and changes us, loving life even in the face of adversity, how her personal mantra, what you do today forms your tomorrow, came into being, and why journal writing is a voyage to the interior. Of course, we expect other thought-provoking topics to also come up in our conversation, Rita, welcome to Women Over 70. Thank you, my dear. I'm proud to be one of them. (laughs) Recently. Yes. Just in April. So I'd like to begin by looking to the past. You know, you did this YouTube video in which you talked about four years of adversity. So would you say more about that? I'd be happy to. Um, You know, it is all of us experience uh, adversity and it really is about how you manage it and I had to learn how to do that. It was in 1999 that I found found out that I had breast cancer and um, I had to have 33 days of uh, radiation. I had a lumpectomy and the surgery went well. Uh, The sad part was that my dad went in the hospital for exploratory surgery in December of 99, the first day that I, uh, the first day of my radiation, and he never came out of the hospital. My radiation, uh, the first part of February, he passed February 8th. And it just kind of put my mom, who was already on, had dementia, it just kind of spiraled her further into the darkness. And um, she passed in 04. I had a wonderful business partner who passed before he was even 50. He had um, kidney disease. And then I um, left a, 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 a relationship that I had been in for a while. And so I just was trying to define who I am. Who, who am I at this age? Uh, what am I supposed to be doing next? And that was my early 60s. 
mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. all of this started to happen to me. So um, the adversity brought new challenges, but it also forced me to really take a look at who I am and where I was supposed to go next. So I'm grateful for all of it. And, you know, they say that you cannot have a testimony without having a test. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So so was it then that you started uh, on the spiritual directions or was that later? It, it is. It, it is exactly when I started. So um, uh, my mom passed in 94 and it, I'm, I'm sorry, in 2004. And so I decided to leave my business. I had a successful business and I decided to turn it over to my daughter because I was not feeling like I wanted to be the boss anymore. Something else was pulling at me. And for a couple of years, I kind of wandered and I did some multi-level marketing and I did a lot of reading and I was getting deep further. And let me say this, I was getting further and further away from my purpose. Though I really didn't know what my purpose was. I was still um, looking for it. And it was just, um, it was wonderful when I ended up over at Richmond Hill, which is a retreat uh, center in the heart of Richmond. It's a former monastery. And uh, I had been told four years ago, four years before that, about this um, class that I ended up taking. And I wasn't ready. So when I walked in this particular day just to be silent and they told me about the class, I joined. And that was 2009. And that was the beginning of this, of this journey to find, to identify my purpose and, 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 and embrace it and live in it. So that was two years from 2009 until 2011. That wasn't so long ago, really. I know, I know. And so I, I but I think that, you know, during our lives, we're always building we're evolving and we're building more and more to that ultimate purpose because I think that's where I am now with the spiritual coaching, the spiritual business coaching. Um, it is because I know who I am. The one Lita, is, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What is spiritual business coaching? So the, the one thing that I enjoyed when I was doing, uh, taking this two year class was that they required that we be silent for 24 hours, six different times in that two years. And what it allowed me to do was to connect with my spirit. And connecting with my spirit requires that I journal and requires that I'm silent and require, it, it, it opens my spiritual ears and eyes. And so I consider the spiritual business coaching a part of my spiritual coaching in being able to really connect with people's spirit to hear mm where they're supposed to be, where they're oh. supposed to be going. Thank you. So what's, what's the result of that coaching? For, and, and who do you coach in that? Uh, mostly women for uh-huh. the spiritual coaching, but the business coaching is as many men as women. Because those folks who really want to, want to get away from the stress, who want to get away from uh, responding and reacting to every circumstance and situation that is surrounding them, and especially those who want to scale their business, um, begin to understand and recognize that it is it is their spirit that is running the business, that the this the business is part of their purpose, and when they see it as more of a calling 
more of an assignment than, oh my God, this is just this business that's just overwhelming me. It, they move to a whole different place. Yeah. And a lot of people call that passion, right? Their, yes, their purpose, exactly. their passion, exactly. their spirit. And it's certainly in all the coaching I've done, it makes a huge difference in how people see the, see the work that they do Correct. and role in it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I said something to me when we were uh, talking earlier. You said it takes nerve to live your life. Mm -hmm. It takes nerve to live your life because everybody is not always going to understand the the, uh, the, the uh, road that you're on, the path that you're on. And mm -hmm. many times I've realized, especially when I started my business some 30 years ago, you know, and I come from a family of teachers and I left teaching and everybody was like, oh, my gosh, you're leaving this this great job to do what? And I wasn't really sure. So what I know now is that when people um, are discouraging me, it is, number one, they don't know my journey. They don't know what my purpose is. And so they don't understand it. And what I encourage them to do is figure out what their purpose is and stop worrying about mine. <laughs> I was wondering what, how you responded to, respond to those. That's great. Yeah, get on your own path, find your own path, and you go there and let me stay on mine. Um, <laughs> People don't always agree with it. But what I found is that when you have this, when you are silent in the morning, you you have direction that will lead you all day long. And and I also mentioned to you this morning, Gail, that I live day by day by day. I don't I can't do anything about yesterday and tomorrow is not promised. So my spending time and energy and being intentional and focused on today will then make my tomorrow better. So Rita, I live alone. I have two dogs, but I basically live alone. And so I am silent. I have silence in the morning, but I think my silence may be different from the kind so, of silence. I'm so about. glad you asked that because uh, I've had people who say, well, you know, I live alone, so I'm silent all the time. This is an intentional listening. This is you getting into... Um, someplace in your home that you feel very comfortable. Even in my office right now, I have a, a candle burning and I have a fountain because I love those two. I love that in my space. And so you find a space that works for you and you journal first. And the reason I suggest that you journal before you ever try to be silent is because there's so much going on in your head right now. And if you journal, you start to release from your head and you put it on paper. And that then allows you to hear new thoughts tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And so journaling is, is just beneficial. You don't have to be, you don't have to worry about grammar. You don't have to worry about spelling. You just write your writing. And um, sometimes people say that they just start with being grateful. You know, I, my journal, I consider it my dear God letter. That's so I'm writing to God every morning. But some people just say, I just want to write down what I'm grateful for. The more you realize how blessed you are and how much you have, the harder it is to be unhappy and angry. And Everyone we talk to who seems to be leading a satisfying life on yes. some level yes. talks about gratitude. Yeah. The importance of looking beyond yourself. That's right. And yeah. the more the more grateful um, energy that you send out, the more it comes back. The law of attraction is alive and real. So I want to send out 
being grateful so that I can get it back. But let me get back to you, Catherine, real quickly, because again, if you can journal and then read something positive and then set the, uh, the alarm on your phone, even for 15 minutes, that is intentional listening. Okay. Okay. Thank you. That's intentional listening. Some people say, well, I'm in the car, I'm driving, I'm not listening to the radio, but that's multitasking. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Listening the is intentional. And, and being still, yes. Yeah. And being still. Being mm -hmm. still. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That that's great. Yeah, we're going to uh, release a uh, my aging reimagined journal, okay. so that people can download it and be able to do just exactly what you're suggesting and thinking about. You know, the, the, you're in your 70s now. Well, what are your 80s and 90s going to look like? And, exactly. And, you know, so that's why we're doing this, so that we hope people can learn from each other. Tell me, tell me this. You, you had a company called Mirror Inc. That was your first company? Yes, it was. And, and what was that about? So that was a professional and personal development training company. When I, I taught for 15 years and I stopped teaching because the sixth graders just kept coming. So I said, you know what? I got to do something else. So <laughs> I opened a fashion boutique. And what I realized was that women are very, for the most part, they know what they're buying and they know what they're wearing. And I realized that many buy clothes to hide what's going on inside. I, re I realized that many, um, you know, they wear clothes. They, they know the message they're sending. And so I started Mirror so that I could work with women even before I thought about the coaching. I wanted to be able to think of, help them to think about what's going on inside as they are working mm -hmm. professionally outside. So I was a mm -hmm. facilitator. For uh, 20 plus years, and I offered workshops and and um, just working with groups. I didn't. I decided to become a coach because I no longer wanted to really work with groups. I prefer now one on one, where I can we can be um, I can go deeper uh, with the individual, and we can talk about things that happened. What are the shadows? What are the that are still hovering over them from childhood? What are the barriers that are keeping them from creating the life they were born to live? And we all have shadows. Mm -hmm. That's and for sure. <laughs> literally, in, the, in this year, I had a spiritual coach and she identified some shadows that just, just, I, I, I know that they were there. I wasn't paying attention to them. I didn't realize what they were. And she just broke them. She broke them. And it has just made me um, so much more excited about life because those, those shadows had me thinking in a different place about me. And she kept wow. saying, I don't understand. And, and I resisted her even. And I said, no, no, I'm good. No, there's nothing. Yeah, that's not true. There was something. There was <laughs> you know, one of our other guests, uh, Kathleen Taylor, has talked about learning and, and transformative learning experiences and it sounds like what what you've said what you've just described as one of those transformative moments that yes. really makes a lasting difference is that Absolutely. true it, and this happened this this event that was holding me back happened when i was 15 and mm. my brother was there with wow. me he doesn't re remember it but it impacted me and that's important that 
you know, something that happened years and years and years ago is mm -hmm. still holding us back. We're still fearful fearful of it and so it's a shadow that we have to get rid of that's why I think the coaching is so important and 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 you are talking about this because there are women that I need that are holding on to so many memories mm -hmm. and in many instances I'm sure you've heard this they say well you know my, my, I'm saving it for my kids and guess what the kids don't want it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I just say, you know, go ahead and sell that stuff and and get a passport. Yeah, <laughs> that's wonderful. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, the, yeah. It, it's interesting too that really, no matter what age you are, there's more to learn about yourself. No question. It, just, it never ends. <laughs> no question. And when you're open to it, like you are then it opens up a whole new world for you if you can can accept that there are still things you need to learn about yourself. Yeah. And Gail, yeah. the key is being open. The key is yeah. being open. The key is not, it's not about saying, I'm too old for this. You know, I just, I, I still run. I'm a runner. And um, <laughs> I, Monday, I run three miles, three times a week, and I have a fitness trainer. And I feel something in my leg on on this past Monday. And the first thing I thought about was, oh, you know what? I'm going to have to stop wearing three-inch heels. <laughs> oh, my God. I put on one yeah, inch so this morning and I took them off. <laughs> I'm telling you. So I'm now getting, you know, a wider heel and, you know, a sole that's a little bit higher, you know, so that there's not so much strain. And mm -hmm. It's it's a little sad, but I don't want to stop running. So it's ridiculous. <laughs> you were running in three-inch heels? Is that what no, you're no, saying? No, no, no. But I'm saying the three-inch heels are what messed up, I, I believe, messed up my leg anyway. Uh, you know? okay. And yeah. so because I never had a problem with, with my running before. So, and, and the cool thing is that I was in a 10K back in um, April. There were 100 and 15, believe it, believe it or not, 115 women in the 70 to 74 category. Wow, that's, was, that's great. I was number 16. So there's still women out here running with me. Huh? I'm doing a 5K Sunday. Does that count? <laughs> it does count, Gail. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. That's, yes. that's well, I, I have to add in all honesty that I'm walking, not running. That's okay. <laughs> Okay. I used to be a runner, but uh, no, I don't do that anymore, but I still walk like that. So tell me, Rita, we want to know more about you. Um, so you and I met through Interise. Yes, we did. And, and Interise is this uh, fabulous curriculum provider for entrepreneurs, and you, but you work in a different aspect of it in that you... Uh, are in a program called Scaling. What is the program? Scaling name? for Growth. Scaling for Growth, in, and it's run by the government of Virginia? Well, the state, uh, the Commonwealth of Virginia offers the course to entrepreneurs who are certified through the state. Yeah. So that's the only difference. I use the same curriculum. We have the same criteria, the prerequisites. Everything is enterized. It's just that, and we're the only state in the country that's offering it, by the way. So it's, it's very cool. And we have entrepreneurs from all across the state to be a part of it. But um, 
I'm, I'm working on my fifth cohort because we I teach two classes a year. Yeah, good for you. Mm -hmm. And and uh, now you're up in Arlington, right? Yes, yes. So mm -hmm. I drive up there from Richmond every other Thursday. Yes. So that's the exception that you've made. It sounds like you're working with groups again. That is, that is. And this is the cool part. So I am working with groups, but but they're there to work with their own business. So I'm not uh, teaching them. I'm simply facilitating their learning. Okay. And this allows me to spend more one-on-one -on -one time with them too. So the curriculum is great. And they their, their final um, is a presentation of a three-year growth plan. So I'm really coaching them through this process. Mm -hmm. The first time I saw you teach, I thought, they are so lucky to have you. Because you bring out in them all of this that we've just been talking about. Mm -hmm. It's, it's mm -hmm. an added plus for them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we're shifting, we're shifting their thinking. If they're going to scale their business, they cannot continue to do and think the way they are now. Exactly. So, Shifting their thinking, I want them to begin to. Uh, so I tell them we we meet on Thursday, and I say block off every Thursday, especially even the Thursdays we don't meet, because that needs to be their downtime. It needs to be their study time. They need to be quiet in order to get their thoughts together. Because in order to successfully scale, and we hear this from successful business owners all the time, they take time to be quiet. They mm -hmm. take time to journal. They take sabbaticals. And that's how they grow. Yeah. That's how yeah. they grow. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Uh, so here you are now. You're doing all this work. You're, you have a lot of purpose in your life. Mm -hmm. How are you thinking about the coming decades? Wow. Do you think about them? You told me you live, you told us you mm -hmm. live in the present. I do. So maybe you don't think about it. And so... So it's interesting because I believe that what we speak into the universe comes back. And so I tend to, I'm going to Italy uh, on a Mediterranean cruise in September and <laughs> dinner with some friends last night. And there's a woman, I know her, she comes back. I've been knowing her now for about four years, but she lives in um, South Africa. And she has been trying to get me to come over. And she said she promises plenty of wine and a lot of jewelry. And <laughs> that's going to be my next trip. That's what I'm going to do next year is go to South Africa and spend some time with her. And, she, and we'll just travel, you know? Yeah. So, that's that's so far I, enough. <laughs> say it again. I said that's far enough into the future. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. So, so I have lots of expectations. When I'm writing in my journal, I write about things that I want to see happen. I write about things that I want to do. And I expect them to happen. And so mm -hmm. I speak them and mm -hmm. then just wait for them to happen. And so travel is always important uh, to me. Being healthy is important. Um, I'm getting ready to take a course on webinars so that I can do webinars. So mm -hmm. it's always about learning and improving, but things that I love doing. And that's the other thing. I just hang out with people I enjoy hanging out with. <laughs> Only people I enjoy hanging out with. You know, Rita, yeah. I wanted to go back to something about the, your, the journaling and also okay. how you approach 
facilitating people's uh, growth and development. I think so much of it sounds to me like helping people develop a capacity for reflection. Yes. And self-assessment. And I, you know, I've worked with uh, adults for many, many years in an education setting and off, and we really emphasize reflection and reflective practice. And many will say to me, well, I don't reflect. I'm not a reflective person. That's not what I do. And I'm just curious about how you, what you encounter when you're helping people get into that self-reflective mode. So to me, somebody who says that that's not what they want is fearful of something. They don't want to spend the time finding out who they are. But I do tell people that we are human beings. We are not human doings. Mm-hmm. And in order for us to really connect with the purpose, with what we're supposed to be doing, we have to be quiet. We have to be silent. And that when I turn to, I have an amazing quote that says something like, uh, busy people are, are uh, bus- being busy is anesthetic for not fi- figuring out who you are. <laughs> yes. Something yes. like that. Yes, yes. Filling up your time, right? Yeah, I don't think you have to be busy. I just think you need to be productive. Mm -hmm. And you just need to make sure that you do something today that's going to make tomorrow better, even if it's going and having ice cream, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what's your favorite flavor? You know, I love, there's this, um, there's this business in Virginia called Sweet Frog, and they have this uh, cake, um, cake batter yogurt and then <laughs> all kinds of chocolate on it. And I, it, it opened when my youngest granddaughter was born. And of course she's way too old to go now. So I go by myself and I sit amongst the grandparents who have their grandchildren and I, <laughs> I eat sweet frog like there's no tomorrow. Oh, that's great. I that's love great. It. Yeah. Well, we want to thank you very much for being on women over 70 and I, I've enjoyed this extremely. And, and um, so if people want to get in touch with you, are you on uh, Facebook or LinkedIn or, or what? I'm so glad you asked because there's a couple of things I want to share. Um, one, I now have a show myself on Amazon Prime. It is called Speaking to Your Spirit. So it is a 30-minute show, and so they can go to Amazon Prime and find that. That's speaking to your spirit. I also have a journal, permission granted, a journal of spiritual epiphanies, which is on Amazon, as well as um, a 365 actions to fuel your daily rhythm. That's called hashtag just for today. That's on Amazon.com. So would love for people to connect with Go to my website, which is speaktoyourspirit.com, and um, we continue the conversation. And I am so appreciative of you all asking me to be on today. I've loved it. (laughs) Well, thank you very much, and uh, until the next time. Absolutely. Thank you, Rita, for your inspirations. This is wonderful. Thank you for listening to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. If you like what you've heard today, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. In what ways are you shattering the myth that women over 70 are no longer relevant or visible? How are you celebrating aging? Join with us. Make your voice heard. Find us at womenover70.com.